The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Nance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you with us. Nathan Miller is our producer. He's at the board, making sure we stay in our lane. And we're in our lane today on the Trail of the Sopranos, that iconic TV series. Millions, this is no exaggeration, millions of people regard it as the greatest television show ever. And many others will say, well, if it isn't that, it's certainly the greatest scripted drama series ever. However you feel about that, People feel that The Sopranos is something so magical that when they're in the vicinity of, of course, the Big Apple, but more especially North Jersey, they want to make a driving tour into a pilgrimage of sorts. And they're on the trail of where Tony drove, where he visited, where he had a sit down and where all those naughty things happened to so many people in the course of that amazing series. Yes, we're on the trail of the Sopranos, and we're going to interview Carl Petri. He's getting to be a regular contributor to American Road Trip Talk. He is a Newark native and an independent filmmaker, and he's a lot of other great things besides. He's the man in the know who has toured these sites, these filming locations of the Sopranos, and he has some inside scoop for us about all of those. It's quite a list, actually. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we'll be talking with Carl Petri, and it's all about the Sopranos, not for nothing, Tone, when we come back. Adventure, history, and beauty all await you on the Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes, while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. There's room to roam along the scenic byways in southeast Idaho's high country, and it's a great time to get away and decompress. Did you know, for example, southeast Idaho is hot spring country? Come and relax in natural mineral water hot pools. Then visit one of their quirky museums like the Idaho Potato Museum, the Museum of Clean, or the Butch Cassidy Museum. Go to IdahoHighCountry.org to plan your trip. You're sure to find your favorite way to disconnect when you visit Idaho. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. 
Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Yes, as we promised, on the trail of the Sopranos. And for our purposes today, that means we get to talk with our buddy Carl Petrie. He's a multifaceted man, and when you get him talking about the Sopranos, the expertise comes through. To say the least, Carl Petrie is a fan, and when it comes to so many settings, so many film locations, he has been there again and again. Carl, welcome back to American Road Trip Talk, buddy. Oh, it's great being back. I love this show. <laughs> we get to go to so many places in our imaginations, and we talk to people who have been there. And in this case, it's never truer than we're talking... When we're talking to Carl Petri about The Sopranos, you took me to a few of those locations. It was exciting for me. Just last summer, we took that tour. And man, we barely scratched the surface. For fans of The Sopranos, there are literally dozens and dozens of places to go and visit, almost all of which are still standing, despite the fact that the show has been off the air for years. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, if you're uh, coming into the area, I mean, you could... Just cruise in northern New Jersey here or a few places in, in Manhattan. But for the most part, it's New Jersey. This is where, where it was all happening. As a matter of fact, when the show was active, when it was on, they had an actual touring bus that used to take people out to take them to the different locations to show them where they're shooting this stuff. If that's how That's how popular this place was. I can certainly imagine that being the case uh, from the popularity of the program. And I'm sure it's still on the air technically somewhere if you enjoy the reruns, as so many do. But it's been out of production for quite a while, of course. And James Gandolfini, God rest his soul. What a great actor who brought Tony Soprano to life. The entire cast, just wonderful. Despite the subject matter and the brutality of mob life, it was a mob drama after all. People fell in love with the cast. It's, it's like we felt we had a personal connection to the characters and the places where they lived and visited and did business. You see, you got to remember, too, that I grew up in Newark and the mob was was very, very powerful. And I grew up with these people. So for me to look at Tony Soprano or his wife or his kids or whatever, this was old home week for me because this is the way I grew up. As a matter of fact, um, our high school principal was gunned down on his lawn uh, to, you know, in North Arlington, which was a couple of towns away from Newark, because he was booking numbers and uh, he was holding out on the mob and they just shot him right down on, on, on his front lawn. And uh, in, in my case, me personally, uh, I recall being in um, the gym class and a gym class teacher and the health teacher were the same. And so I was sitting in the uh, in a class and I had a job right after right after school. And I didn't like to go to gym because that would mean I have to go wash up and I'd be sweaty going to my job. And the teacher knew it. And the teacher said to me, he goes, Petri, after the class is over. He goes, uh, I want to see you. And he goes, oh, but do you have a driver's license? I said, I have a permit. And they go, say, hey, Frank, this is one of the students. You have a driver's license? And Frank says, yeah. He goes, and you don't like to go to gym either, do you? And he goes, no. He goes, meet me after class. So after the class is over, he says to me, look, I'll give you straight A's in health. And I'll give you straight A's in gym. But you got to do something for me. I said, what's that? And he goes, 
I'll give you a list of bars, taverns that I want you to go to. And when you go to these places during class, they'll give you a little bag full of little slips of paper. And you collect these for the class and goes and turn it into me. You get straight A's. So that's what I was doing. Both Frank and I were collecting numbers for our gym teacher who was part of the part of the mob and collecting. And it, this way I grew up. <laughs> this was an alternative education. <laughs> well, I got straight A's. Isn't that what really matters? Hey, there you go. <laughs> when it comes to the places, uh, one thing I did want to mention to you, Carl, is that I just read last night, I found an article about people who love to make a driving tour of these Sopranos locations. There are many people who will take the New Jersey Turnpike, the route, that Tony Soprano takes in the opening credits, the opening theme of each episode. And they will go all the way out to, is it North Caldwell, New Jersey, to the house that became the setting, though they filmed the interiors after the pilot episode on a set, but it was the house where Tony Soprano and his family lived, swimming pool and all, but they said they couldn't vow for any ducks being around. And some people will get out of a limousine, the owners of the house today. It's, it's been on the market. I don't know if they sold it but at any rate they said people will get out of a limousine in a robe and go pick up a newspaper off the driveway because that's part of that iconic series right tony's house was at a 14 aspen drive in north caldwell uh that's about uh maybe uh 15 miles or, or less from newark and uh the the homes in the neighborhood go for about 1.8 to 2.5 million dollars. I mean, it's a really affluent area. However, 14 Aspen Drive, Tony's house, is on the market for 3.4 million. Mm. And as long as I, I believe it's still for sale, but that's what they're asking for because it was Tony's house. Absolutely, that that would be the prime motivation. I heard that there were no takers yet, but real estate markets being what they are, maybe somebody's going to be the new possessor, the new residents of that home one of these days. Uh, Carl, let me ask you, and please go through, because I know you keep mental checklists, but please just uh, acquaint our listeners with some of the places where you have been, where you have gone by that would be instantly recognizable to any fan of The Sopranos. Well, the first thing, uh, like you mentioned, the beginning of the show, you see Tony on the New Jersey Turnpike. Well, <clears throat> if you look as he's driving, you see this structure behind him. It's an elevated highway. That's the Pulaski Skyway. And the Pulaski Skyway goes from Newark, New Jersey. It goes over Jersey City and ends at the Holland Tunnel. So it's an elevated highway. Now, if you're from this area, you would think that Tony's on, on LSD or something because the way he's driving, because he keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Actually, you know, you don't do that. Uh, then he ends up on the turnpike. Uh, but if, it's easy to see uh, if you're coming into this area, that's the only high elevated roadway there is. And that's the Pulaski Skyway. And uh, anyway, that's that's where it opens up the show. Now, um, when you do get into the show and you see where the headquarters was, uh, that was the uh, the meatpacking place, the the um, the um, the meat house, whatever, Satorelli's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. meat store. OK. That was in Kearney Avenue in Kearney. Now, I'm a resident of Kearney. And when they had the show on, they were constantly shooting here, constantly. 
And uh, unfortunately, they knocked the building down. The building oh, is wow. no longer there. Uh, but that's that's the one place where they had the headquarters. So they would uh, have chairs in front of the place, and they would have these discussions, whatever. In the background, you would see Corny Avenue, and you'd see the meat store. And, uh, oh, if you looked inside, because when the shooting was over, I would look inside the windows and you would see different uh, places that they had different props for like a, a living room or a kitchen. They had all these props inside. So within a matter of a few, I guess within a couple hours, whatever, they could take the meat store and make it a kitchen or make it a bedroom, whatever they needed it to, to be. I'm sorry that they knocked that building down. So am I, you know, because uh, it was a great place. You could go there and you could point it out. And people would want their pictures in front of it. And, uh, you know, it was never a meat store. It was an auto parts store before they took it over. You know, so they took it over. It's now a, a phony meat store. But it was a great place where they were shooting all the time. There's also a place where, and I know you're a customer there, and I can see why, because you let me into your ice cream stash when I visited <laughs> you last summer. There, the Tony's Place for Ice Cream, that has become famous because of its connection to the show. Oh, sure. It's Nasto's Ice Cream. It's located on East Kenny Street in Newark. And it just so happens my wife grew up down the street from her, from Nasto's. And so, uh, yeah, all the, yeah, the guys who were connected, whatever, if they needed some ice cream, they're going to Nasto's. And it was a friend, you know, that was Tony's favorite place. And uh, if people go there, I believe to this day, because they want to go to Nassau's where Tony Soprano went. So still has that that pull that, you know, for people to come in. That is the attraction, the aura. Absolutely. And of course, I should mention that uh, you pulled up in front of a funeral parlor, to borrow the old term there when I was visiting with you last August and uh, got out and you took my picture. That mortuary had a significance for more than one person who wound up dead on the Sopranos. That That's very local to you. Oh, yeah. It's right across the river from me. It's, it's walking distance from my house, and it's located in Belleville, New Jersey, uh, and that's uh, Washington Avenue. And if you see the front of it, whatever, and if you watch Sopranos, you could see it. I mean, it's exactly what it is. And you go inside and it's it's they didn't make it up. It is the real funeral parlor. And you get to go in, you get to see it. I wonder how many people go into that funeral parlor uh, just for the for the fact that it was the Sopranos funeral parlor. Or I wonder how many people decided to, well, say, have their last viewing, whatever, at that particular funeral parlor, because it's where the Sopranos go. That I could see. That I could see. I made a conscious choice not to go in because I had no business with those folks that day. So I thought out in front, I'll get my picture taken by Carl. And that was a meaningful moment. Part of the reason for that, uh, Carl, not to go too far afield here, but one of the things I noticed about uh, towns in New Jersey, certainly Kearney among them, is that the people who are alive live in close proximity to their 
relatives, their loved ones who have passed away. The cemeteries there are prominent, and it's really kind of a, a marriage of the living and the dead, if you will, because you're close to those whom you had to leave behind, but they are still near to you. That was very clear to me when we were driving around town. Oh, sure. The uh, one cemetery uh, that, as a matter of fact, I have reservations for the place after I'm gone, uh, is seven-tenths of a mile long you know, on the one side. So you can see how big these cemeteries are. And how many and, generations are buried there? Oh, sure. I mean, my family is buried there, many of my family members. So I'll just be one more <laughs> at the at the place. But I think that what's really what people have to go see, they have to go to the Bada Bing. Uh, that's the, uh, the strip club, whatever that you, you see, Tony and and the, uh, the rest of his crew hanging around and talking over the bar. Uh, it's really called the Satin Dolls. That's the name of the bar. It's ro- located on Route 17 in Lodi, New Jersey. And uh, when you go there, don't get any impressions that it's some kind of a restaurant because it's not. No, that it is, is true. It is a huge bar. And uh, they have girl, they have a number of girls dancing there at any given time. And the very pretty girls, as a matter of fact, and because uh, I knew a few, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's worth going there just to have a drink or, or a beer or something just to see it. Oh, now, oh, by the way, if you want a Sopranos T-shirt, a Bada Bing T-shirt, you can buy it there. They have they still to this day sell props, not props, but uh, you know souvenirs of the show. Yes, and you very kindly purchased for me, which was a total surprise. And I owe you, my friend, you bought me one of those t-shirts and occasionally I will wear it very discreetly in places where I won't draw some nasty stares there. But (laughs) you and I were in there, naive me. I thought that they converted a restaurant and they turned it into a strip club for the filming and all that. No, that's not true. When we walked in, it was a slow night. Let me just tell everyone, nothing happening on the floor with the poles, nothing whatsoever. But we did go in and you were very gracious to buy me that t-shirt and you took some pictures uh, it was it was a fascinating thing to go this is where a lot of the de- decisions were made in the back room oh yeah it's great and like i said i knew um a few of the women that i knew because they were in my films uh because they were actors and they were dancers and uh i would i would put them into my films and they would tell me some backstories about you know the bada bing or, or the satin dolls, and they would tell me all this stuff, and it was really a wild place. And if you got the impression on the show that it was a really wild place to be, trust me, it is. It is really a, a very unique place. It is, and very accessible right off uh, one of those arterial roads there. I mean, it's just right there, and if you don't feel like going inside – there, certainly, you can take pictures outside by the sign. In fact, you did that with me. And right. it's one of those places that's iconic within an iconic show, I guess, would be the best way I could put it. <laughs> yep, it's very true. Um, and, um, you know, when you, you watch the show, I mean, there's so many places that when we're watching the show, natives of this area, I mean, episode after episode and, and scene after scene, we know where it's at. They were shooting so much around this area 
uh, it's up within three to four miles. We knew every place that they were shooting. You know, so and how convenient for them to be able to do that. They didn't have to haul those trucks around and all the equipment and all the people very far. Oh, that's true. See, here's another thing. They shot in New Jersey uh, because, right now, as you know, if you're in Kearney or Newark, you could just raise up your eyes and you could see Manhattan. Manhattan's very close to the to these towns. But the problem is, is that the cost of shooting in New York is astronomical. Another thing is when you're shooting in New York City, and I'm talking about like Manhattan, there's no place to park your trucks because it, it, it takes a number of trucks to go there and you need crowd control. You need police. It's a big, big thing when you're shooting in a town like uh, Kearney or Newark. Yeah, it's, it is a town, whatever, but you don't need an army of policemen there and for crowd control or whatever. You don't need that. And the cost is very cheap. That's why. When I was shooting films, I very rarely, if I only if I really had to go into New York, but other than that, I shot around, you know, this area. And if it was the New York City scene, what I would do is I would do some establishing shots, just me walking in Manhattan for some establishing shots, come back to Newark or Jersey City and pretend that was Manhattan because it was so much easier to do that. And of course, I don't have millions of dollars, so I have, I have to work on the cheap. <laughs> well, I understand that very well. Let us talk about one more. I do want to get to, to the, the restaurant there where in the, the final scene in right. the series finale. That's um, I don't want a time being of essence here. Let's not fail to talk about that. Is it still there? Is there? Can you go and sit where Tony Soprano sat and he looked at the camera and everything went to black suddenly and millions of Americans are going, what just happened there? Right. Well, the, the name of the restaurant that he went to is called Hol- Holston's Ice Cream Restaurant. It does H-O-L-S-T-E-N-S. It's right on the main street on Broad Street in Bloomfield. And if you go into the place, you could request to go into that same booth where he was at because everybody wants to be in that booth and you could take your pictures there, whatever. And it's still there. They have no problem. They're very nice people there. And if you want to take your picture or use it, they have no problem with it. So it, it'd be really unique to go there and, and take your pictures. I'm feeling another bucket list item in the making here. <laughs> that would be an amazing thing. So there's that. And there's one episode, some people regard it as their favorite. It's almost comical in a way because there was such a chase trying to find some uh, Russian there who was very slippery, knew how to get around. And I'm talking about the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, which is interesting, Carl, because even though in that, uh, particularly in that episode, the Pine Barrens featured so prominently, the filming of that happened in Harriman State Park, actually in New York. Right. Um it, it, that's, a, it, that's a good reason to do it, I guess. It's probably because they had electric available. Uh, who knows what what they had at that state park uh, better than the Pine Barrens. The Pine Barrens is a desert. Uh, New Jersey is very unique that it has listed a desert and, of course, a, a huge uh, seacoast. The Pine Barrens is just that it is a desert. I mean, it's it's not the scorching heat of the of the West but it is a desert. And um, 
if you go down there, you could easily get lost. Uh, there's nobody really lives down there. It's just an open, open area. And uh, guys go there with their, you know, their uh, uh, quads and their, uh, you know, their motorcycles or dirt bikes, whatever. And that's where they go to the, to this area. Uh, but if you come to New Jersey, it would be pretty unique to go down there and to experience it. And unlike what you might think from watching that particular episode, which was almost zany with the chase going on. And where are we? Where is this guy? I'm told that in the Pine Barrens, the trails they have are very well marked. So you're not likely to get so lost. Well, that all depends because (laughs) the Pine Barrens is huge. And they may have areas where they are, um, you know, marked off, whatever. Now, I have my brother-in-law who had a quad. And he had a friend who's a doctor, and he had a quad. And they decided to go down to the Pine Barrens, and they're going to they're gonna lose their minds and go over there and, and drive and drive and drive. Guess what? They got lost. Well, there you go. <laughs> never say never. Wow. That's right. Carl. Don't, don't ever trust it. <laughs> I, and there are ways, there, there are people you can consult, certainly go online, just Google it about driving tours to locations of The Sopranos, where it was filmed. Plenty to see there. Oh, Carl sure. Petri, thank you so much, my friend, for joining us. We'll find something else to talk about and have you back again soon. Great. Look forward to it. And we do as well. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road.